Welcome to another episode of Two Crones in a Book, where your host Shell and Annette get together to talk book-related stuff. This could be a review of a book, watch-along of movies based on books, or general ramblings. But be warned, each episode, including this one, contains adult language and spoilers. Consider yourself thoroughly warned, and welcome to our chaotic tea party. And welcome to another episode of Two Crones and a Book with your host, Shell and Annette. And Annette, she said that very quietly. She's not. Oh, sorry, did I say that too quiet? Annette! (laughs) Me, 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 me. Now you're just showing off. (laughs) All right, sorry. Dial it back, dial it back. Um, And this is one of our ramble episodes where we talk about something that is literature themed, Mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily book specific. So it's not a review, it's a ramble. And this ramble is titled, What Was the First Dirty Book You Ever Read? Just to clarify, when we say the word dirty, we mean naughty as in smut. I believe the correct technical term and genre is erotica. Oh, I say. (laughs) So, as I've done the intro, um, that means that I'm now going to hand everybody over to Annette so that Annette can go first. Annette, what was your first dirty book? Okay, so I have the description. I read the description (laughs) of it first. Okay. So, (laughs) I'm sick of breaking bimbos. It's no fun. No challenge. Strong, hard career girls. They're the new flaming young of females. Girls like you? Oh, I'm going to have fun breaking you, Susan. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, that is a line from... The 1989 debut novel of Julie Burchill called Ambition. <laughs> and it, and it, it was a debut. It was an ambitious debut. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Julie, Ju, uh, Julie Burchill is kind of a marmite journalist from the UK. Mm-hmm. She kind of she left home um, after getting her A levels got a job at the age of 17 working for the NME the -hmm. New Musical Express was a massive music magazine over here and then pretty much worked as a journalist throughout her life she has very chalk and cheese opinions which I you know I'll leave you guys to look that up (laughs) (laughs) I'm just you know to to point out by when we say Marmite um, I think that's quite a a British thing Marmite is notorious for you either love it or you hate it there's no in between. She has very controversial opinions on things and very staunch in those which I struggle a lot with. I, I am not I, I'm not a Julie Burchill stan. Um I've never read anything else of hers to be honest. I didn't even remember that was her name because I didn't even buy this book. <laughs> of course you didn't. Oh, no, no, no. Of course you My didn't. My sister bought this book the dirty minx. I was up cuz I was what 10 when this book came out so let me let me pause for a moment and ask you a question what is more of a a social or moral taboo reading the book or stealing the book hey it was left out and it just it was one of them when you when you when you went to open it 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 fell open at certain pages (laughs) oh this was a well-read book 
Uh, hope none of the pages were stuck together. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> it was. It was. It's been described probably by the author herself as making Fifty Shades of Grey look like Anna Green Gables. <laughs> It's That's it's not filth. hard though, really, is it? No, it's it's filth. It's filth. <laughs> I read this when I was about. Well, see, the paperback came out in 1990, so it was the first edition. So I would have been probably 10 or 11 reading this. <laughs> and it, this is what life is like. <laughs> and the whole book is this this um, publishing giant. This woman who has screwed her way to the top. Literally killing her former boss was about to yep. take off his but through sex was about to take <laughs> over his job as the publisher of this magazine when this new guy gets brought in, and mm. they have this whirlwind of traveling around the world with increasingly filthier sex acts happening while he watches her do them with boys, girls, multiple people, everybody and anybody. So is that the theme of the book, voyeurism? Voyeurism um, and money. <laughs> voyeurism and, and is money. The, There's a lot of label whoring in this as well. Okay. It's so disgustingly 80s. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like, the, the filth is not just the sex. It's the, uh, the disgusting amount of money and labeling and uh, that's using it. Like you want to, yeah. uh, you want to have a wash <laughs> after reading it. <laughs> that is not the first data book you need to be reading as that age. No, no. <laughs> it was it was proper hard stuff. I will say before that though, there was a book in the house. I'm not saying oh. whose it was. I don't know whose it was. And it was it wasn't quite the joy of sex, mm-hmm. but it was akin to the joy of sex. Right, okay. And it had photographs. Photographs. <laughs> <laughs> Not of the owner, I No, 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 it was a very late 70s, early 80s, sort of like talking about sexuality. And then there was a lots of um, uh, faces. What do you say? Uh, face. You know what I mean when I say that. Lots of... Blow up down. Lo- lots of um, very hairy men behind very... Buffon women. <laughs> and there was a section on homosexuality and the only thing they had were these two women with the like leather jackets and these kind of like blunt fringes, Farrah Fawcett things and like a, a little gay and lesbian badge on the lapel. <laughs> Talking about lesbians and, and homosexuality. Ooh. That's quite rebellious for the 80s, isn't it? Yeah, but there was full-on tit and minge in the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, when we were having a clear out of the house, found it was still there, and I showed it to Andy. He said, look, look, look at the filth I used to see. He was like, oh, my God, will you put that away? <laughs> no, it's going in the front room on the bookshelf. <laughs> I love these pictures. We're framing them. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so yeah, those kind of—it was a book I was never meant to see. But you know me, I'm a nosy cow, and I found it. You are seriously nosy. Oh, I'm an expert. I can get into people's minds and figure out where they're hiding shit in, in my family <laughs> very easily. <laughs> so yeah, I suppose that was technically the first dirty book, but it was just pictures. I didn't read it. 
<laughs> the pictures were enough. Hey, oh. I'm not there for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Ambition was the first one and it was very, very raunchy. I mean, I remember there being this um, kind of a, an orgy scene and reading it over and over. Not quite comprehending, but comprehending at the same time at that age. <laughs> And then everybody going nuts in school over reading Forever by Judy Blume is like, oh, baby, i got a better one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me to the locker. <laughs> if that had been caught going around the school, could you imagine? I would have been expelled. <laughs> you probably would have from our school. Yeah. Yeah. That or you'd have been made to go to mass every day or something. <laughs> and purge yourself. Yeah, self-flatulation. I think that's in there too. Yes. <laughs> oh, page ninety. Yes, <laughs> it opens at it. <laughs> so, they it was. Would you describe them as? Oh, you've already said that they're they're dated. Would you describe them as as just reasons to write about shagging? Oh, definitely. It was. It was. I mean, as a writer, I know she's quite shocking in her statements, and in her youth, she was obviously very shockworthy as well it was it was mm. definitely going for that it's like i'm gonna write i'm gonna write some proper filth she was gonna go for it <laughs> <laughs> and she accomplished it trust me <laughs> it's, well done her it's it's a it's a fucking awful book though the the main <laughs> character's name is susan street right okay. i mean how much like cheesy 80s sex book can you get <laughs> yeah it's like a porn game name isn't it <laughs> It's awful. It's so badly written. Well, I know, but I don't know. I can't remember if it was badly written. I assume it was badly. <laughs> Were you traumatized from it for a little? Traumatized and awed. To be honest, I just read the sex bits. I didn't really <laughs> care about the rest of the book. The repressed Catholic girl. Let's just fast forward to the dirty bits. I'll be fine. <laughs> Unfortunately, your sister had earmarked all the way through. I still think that book's actually floated about downstairs somewhere. You should wrap it up and re-gift it to us. <laughs> Remember this? <laughs> <laughs> Send it to her 20-year-old daughter. Your mother made me read this when I was 10. <laughs> it's your turn. <Yeah. laughs> A family heirloom. choked on me drink you know, like you get women who pass certain things down to the women in their family. You could pass this book down in 50 years' time. And this was your great-great-grandmother's. <laughs> Go pass it down like a family issue. <laughs> oh, okay, I feel purged. Good. <laughs> I'm probably never gonna, they're never going to speak to me again if any of them listen to this. That's that's why we don't advertise to close friends or relatives that we do this. <laughs> All right, there, Mrs. I need to calm down. Ball of a fluster. Go on, then. What was yeah, your flashbacks to page ninety-two? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it was, and I've mentioned this book before. It was by Anne Rice. Uh, and it was Exit to Eden. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes, that fantastic <laughs> story, yes. And the, the thing that led me to this book, the discovery of this book, was my hidden crush of Gillian Anderson. Now, I say hidden because at the time I, I wasn't out. 
And you, it was, I think it was 95 when the X-Files hit, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was um, uh, mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, and I happened to be, disturbing story, I happened to be in the library looking at audiobooks for someone else. And I saw this on the side um, and it, it, it was read by Gillian Anderson, oh. <laughs> which is what made me pick it up. And well, yes. <laughs> I mean, let me do what you did and and read the synopsis. So welcome to the club. It's there to satisfy your deepest desires, if you can afford to indulge them. Mysterious elegance sparkling in the Caribbean sun, pulsating in the velvet nights, the lights never go out, the champagne never stops flowing, and the rich and beautiful play tantalising games of dominance and submission in a thousand satin-lined bedrooms. This is Eden, where the lash of desire meets the silken bonds of love. It goes on, but the gist of it is, rich people own this island, and they go over there to um, have a good time and to be um, uh, in dominant roles. I don't know what the a dominatrix is, is a female version. I don't know what the male version is. Do you have male dominatrix, or do they have their own? No, hmm. I just... There's something for everyone to Google. Not that I think of. Go on, carry on. I'm going to have a look. I've already had to yeah. wipe my history several times today, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go over it and then you get other people who sign up to be what's tagged as a slave um, for, for two years. And they agree to go to this island for two years and leave everything else behind um, and do whatever they're told to do, really. So it's all about master, mistress, slave. So, yeah, you've got this book that is is proper detailed filth, um, all read in Gillian Anderson's lovely soft tones. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, no, it, it was, and, and it was it was the first one. And I think I went straight into to a novel that was quite graphic about BDSM, and I fortunately I was a little bit older than you in it. I was 16. <laughs> oh, old hat at it by then. <laughs> but by the time, yeah, by the time I'd, I'd come across this book, I was a little bit like you. You know, you're, you're quite new to life, aren't you? And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, I've just had a look. And apparently a male dominatrix is called a dominant. Okay. But I much prefer the gay term, leather mm-hmm. daddy. <laughs> Love You're going to have to clear your search history. Again. I know. <laughs> it's like, how many ways can I look up 80s or 70s sex books, sexual books, <laughs> couples sexual books? Like, oh, I need to clear this now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so Exit to Eden by Anne Rice. So I saw that it was, it was Anne Rice, although she originally published under a pseudonym. Uh, it's about everybody who goes to this island. Um, there's lots of spanking, whipping, bondage. And yeah, it, it had those beautiful Julian Addison tones over the top. And I can remember listening to it on the tube on an MP3 player. Can anyone hear me? <laughs> and I, yeah, I swear that's exactly what it was like. It got to one particular bit and you're like, everybody must be looking at me. They know what I'm listening to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then you don't want to pause it because then that looks obvious. Um, so there was... <laughs> There was that one. And the other one that um, I think was around the same time or just before, because I remember some people from school talking about it, was the Book of O, the Story of O, Story of O by Pauline Rige. Is that like, hang on, is that like um, Emmanuel? Yeah, well, there's lots of um, 
Yeah, it's about, again, it's about dominance. Um, but I only made it halfway through that because I, I, I didn't like it because there was lots of random slaps around faces and things like that. I was a bit like, oh. Is that that one where the women have to walk around with like no underwear on? Yeah. Yeah, it's a manual. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie. <laughs> what I've just, what suddenly just clocked in my head in it is, I was very emotive and um, descriptive when it came to our favourite fantasy literature series, and you were really quiet. <laughs> you have dominated this episode. Oh, crap. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> you know, I, I've gone, yeah, no, there was this book, and it was Julian Anderson. And you, you've totally invested in it. And I think it's absolutely a perfect reflection of, of how we... We match each other and cover all bases between the two of us. I swear I don't read loads of books. I don't. <laughs> I haven't read, um, read proper stuff in years. I swear. Yeah, I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas. No. Um, <laughs> and just to disturb Andy, I'm going to prick stick two pages. <laughs> <laughs> you can hand it to him and go, have a flick. Or we could do that in Sid to charity shops. We could get these books, prick stick pages oh together and put them in the charity shop and just see if anybody it, it tries returning them to the charity oh, shop. Can you disgusting. imagine? <laughs> I tried reading this, but the pages were stuck. Yeah, but do it on like a really inappropriate book, like a brief history of time. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> No, yeah, because then I wouldn't be embarrassed to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> you go, go full out. Yeah, but try explaining um, why your Bible's all sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Always at the page where someone's being stoned or whipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, my chest. Um, <gasps> oh, your chest, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, all I'd say is Exit to Eden. It was all right. It was a little bit descriptive. Story of O, I, it was pretty full on. I think it's French. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, there, 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 was, there was more elements of uh, humiliation and stuff in it um, and physical dominance rather than sexual it's quite funny, isn't it, how that all—it's all about dom male dominance, isn't it? That all the stuff Where we've was read. Exit to Eden wasn't, because the woman is is the dominatrix. The woman is the mistress in Exit ah, to Eden. Ah, right. So perhaps that's why I—that's I, why I finished. That <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's yeah, it's all very well. I'll say again about ambition is um, painful, painfully eighties painfully 80s <laughs> um, I mean it's it's got mixed reviews out there I mean some people kind of I think for the ki kitsch nature of it but it is v the language and the attitudes are so dated but then again so's the uh, authors to be honest yeah and I suppose it, it's like everything isn't it it's a reflection of the time so if that's a genre that you're into um, yeah you kind of i i mean i wouldn't have gone out and bought it that's for sure <laughs> so you say no no i, I honestly <laughs> would <laughs> no i would no bother um that's one of the the things though that i think is absolutely beautiful about books is the amount of range that there is out there and how everybody gets their own kind of little niches and as 
broadly read as we think we are, yeah, there are genres that we 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 have dipped into by mistake, <laughs> but um, and we've persevered. But I'm like you, I'd, I'd never go out and buy Mills and Boons or Fifty Shades of Grey. I got caught reading Fifty Shades of Grey out loud in Asda's supermarket. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> when it first came out, I was walking around shopping with my mum. Um, and mum went to me, uh, what's everybody going on about this Fifty Shades of Grey? And I was like, oh, it's shit, mum. It's mummy porn. Yeah. So I picked it up off the shelf and I proceeded to read something from it and I did a whole paragraph and then I closed the book and as I closed the book and put it back on the shelf I turned around and there was three older women standing like a little fucking audience like I was some kind of bard in in Asda's and I I was like oh and and my mum was absolutely pissing herself (laughs) and had moved to the back of it and was just watching hilariously waiting for me to turn around to go face to face with these other women standing (laughs) there listening to me read this section they all salivated Carry on. I, I wonder how many. Of, yeah, I wonder how many of them brought it when I walked away. Ah! But yeah, no, that's that's not not my genre. But I, I've got a friend who who loves Jilly Cooper. Oh no, um, no. Which I believe is a little bit of wham bam. Thank isn't you. Isn't that isn't it all riding crops and stuff? That yeah. <laughs> I remember there being lots of joppers on the covers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she loves that. No. Um, my sister and my mum used to be into all them like Jackie Collins and. Mm. That's got a little bit of that in there, isn't it? Heaving bosoms and throbbing members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like old, uh, what was it, the Jonah, what was it, Love Rod? Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally and utterly disturbing. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, I feel violated. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most disgusting thing I'd ever read. And I read ambition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's quite an achievement for you, Annette, that to, to to say that you've got a good benchmark that's yet to be topped. <laughs> <laughs> and it must have left an impression because you remember what it's called. Uh, yeah. It's such a memorable cover. It's this woman like a just stood there in this like little little black number legs akimbo with the blowing hair and it's a red title it's so yeah. it's so fucking eighties. i'm sorry i can't stop saying it's it true it is it's ugh. anywho <laughs> anywho so yeah i think we've we've covered that one haven't just we? a bit <laughs> um what what are we doing next uh, well, next up, we have uh, a review of Fantastic Land by mm-hmm. Mike Bokoven. give you the summary. Since the 1970s, Fantastic Land has been the theme park where fun is guaranteed. But when a hurricane ravages the Florida coast and isolates the park, the employees find it anything but fun. Five weeks later, the authorities who rescue the survivors encounter a scene of horror. Photos soon emerge online of heads on spikes outside of rides and viscera and human bones littering the gift shops, breaking records for hits, views, likes, clicks and shares. How could a group of survivors, mostly teenagers, commit such terrible acts? Ooh, that sounds awesome and completely different from what we've just talked about. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> give me some blood and guts and get away from all these tits and minge and willies. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just having a look at the um, 
<laughs> they take oh you nutter just having a look the print length is 272 pages uh first published in or oh, 2016 yeah and audio is telling me uh is 10 hours and one minute that's the one uh, oh, and it's got multiple narrators. It does. We've got Angela Daw and Luke Daniels narrating. Cool. So hopefully we'll have a nice dose of horror then. Oh, I love it. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, no, it sounds good. I could do something. I, I would like something that's really horror-ish. Yeah, definitely. Something a bit nice and, uh, what's, I want to say juicy, but that sounds a bit wrong. <laughs> Especially in this episode. <laughs> um <laughs> you yeah, know, something, some, some kind of old school horror would be good. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we'll see. Fingers crossed, eh? We'll see, we'll see. Excellent. Well, in that case, then, everybody, we will love and leave you as we always do. And see you next time. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Crones and a Book. If you would like to contact the show, you can email us at twocronespodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media for episode content and more. You can find us on Twitter at Two Crones Pod and on Instagram at Two Crones and a Book. Also join our Facebook group at Two Crones and a Book. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show on your podcast listening app of choice. Take care now and we'll see you next time. Bye.